In today's show, we're looking at injuries around the NBA, updates on Jaron Jackson Jr., Chris Middleton, and all of those injuries across all 30 teams. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. There are 30 teams that we've got to get to. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. We will start with the Atlanta Hawks because they're first in the alphabet. The Hawks have just the one injury. Bogdan Bogdanovic is still dealing with that knee issue. We don't really have any update. There's like there's a Pruder film footage of him um, you know, working out and maybe doing some five-on-five. Five. We knew that it would be a while before he returned and he wouldn't be ready for the start of the year. I expected mid to late November, so we are closing in on that. So I'd, I'd love to get an update soon. As for Bogdanovich's fantasy value, I'm not sure he's going to be able to crack the top 100. A, he's going to have to ramp back up, coming back from a six-month absence here. Um, and then yeah, he's going to have to share the ball with either Murray or Young basically at all times, which is not going to be ideal for getting that usage or ball handling or the assist numbers that he usually gets because he was that secondary ball handler that they had last season. It was him and Herder who aren't great, but Bogdanovich can run the point. But he's not going to have that opportunity. I'm not really sure how valuable he is. Like, is he, if he's not a top 100 guy and we don't know when he's coming back and he's going to be limited and he's going to sit back-to-backs, in a 12-team league, that doesn't really scream absolute stashability. Now, again, with everything that we talk about on this show, if you have an open injured slot, there is no harm in having that player there. But if you're dealing with him and open injury slot equals Roto Games Cap Bench, Weekly League Bench, because that serves as an injured slot. If you're in a daily changes format, though, I don't think the upside of Bogdanovich in a 10 or 12 or maybe even 14 team league is worth it. But I do think we might get some news of him returning perhaps at the start of next week would be my guess on Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Boston Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, it's begun, hasn't it? This will be his third straight game. He is going to miss Monday with hamstring soreness. Uh, he wasn't playing particularly well before that. The last two games, he'd played under 20 minutes. One of those was due to the injury. But they changed their lineup, and they'd started Grant Williams, and that meant Derek White to the bench, and then White and Brogdon cannibalized each other's minutes. And Brogdon wasn't a top 100 player, even when he was playing 23, 25 minutes. I don't think you need to worry about holding Brogdon. You can stream him in when he comes back. But we've seen Brogdon and soft tissue injuries, and it takes a while. So don't be too, um, don't be too excited waiting for him to return. The Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Rock DJ. I'm not expecting a return from him until around Christmas at the earliest. Otherwise, January would be um, would be my my guess. 
for when Rob Williams is able to return. And he's a little bit different to, say, like a Brogdon or a Bogdanovich in that his upside is top 30, it's top 40. He's not going to get there straight away, and he's going to be like top 70, I would guess, if we took the totality of the season. But when you hit fantasy playoffs, he might be playing 28 minutes a night and being a top 30 player. So, yeah, we're still a way away from that. We're probably at least two months away from Rob Williams returning, and then it's going to be slow, and we're probably three months away from him hitting full speed. And I, he's not going to play back-to-backs all year, would be my guess. So it is hard to hold on to him without injured slots, waiting for that. The only person who knows the answer as to whether you can do that is you. Are you cruising? Are you 4-0? Do you have like a 60% win record in each category leagues? Now, in a points league, it's different. He's not as good, and he's not worth the hassle to hold on to for that long. It's a very different story to category leagues. But for category leagues, there's going to be some balance as to how good you actually are, or if you're struggling, you probably can't do it. Jalen Brown missed last game with knee issues. He is ready to go. He is off the injury report, so that's good news there. In Brooklyn, there's a couple of situations here that we don't, unfortunately, have much clarity on. Kyrie Irving remains suspended. I'm expecting that he is out Tuesday and that he is out Thursday. That is the end of the Nets road trip, and there's a potential for him to return Sunday at home against the Grizzlies. Now, he could vary. We just don't know. We don't. The original five games are done, but we don't know where he progresses in terms of returning. He might be back Tuesday. He might be back Thursday. I don't know. My best guess is Sunday, but let me stress it again. I do not know when Kyrie Irving is going to come back. With Kyrie out, it's been Seth Curry and Joe Harris who have stepped up. Um, Cam Thomas had that little run. He's still getting 20 minutes a night. He, he won't continue to get 20 minutes a night when Kyrie returns, Cam. But um, yeah, Seth is probably a good streaming option there with him out. And then the other big question is what on earth is going on with Ben Simmons? Missed four games with knee soreness, came back and played 16, 24, and 14 minutes. Missed on Sunday with knee soreness and is questionable again. We're not there, but we're really close to saying that he's a drop. Like, there's just too much stuff that's going on here. Games missed, poor performance. Like, he's still producing outside of his usage and scoring. He's still producing enough to be useful. But, you know, he's scoring well under expectations. And now there's this coming up. I am still holding... But if he's a 15-minute-a-night backup center in perpetuity, then I'm not. Speaking of centers, Nick Claxton left the last game with an eye contusion. He looks like he'll be ready to go on Tuesday, so good news there. Well, Seth Curry missed Sunday's game. That was just for rest. He'll return on Tuesday. Tony Warren Jr., uh, don't know, don't care. That's not true. I do care a little bit because you guys asked me, hey, is, is Warren going to be an ad? I highly... The dude hasn't played in two years. I highly, highly doubt that he, A, he's going to be. B, he's going to take minutes away from O'Neal and Durant. Um, what's He's a guy that needs 30 minutes. He needs really good usage to be, to be a good fantasy player. And I don't think he's getting any of those things. So no, in 10 or 12 or 14 team leagues, I am not caring about stashing Tony Warren Jr., the Charlotte Hornets. Well, we got some good news for the Hornets last week because LaMelo Ball returned. That's great. Um, a couple of others, we still don't know exactly what's going on. Gordon Haywood. Apparently, it was just a... He got hurt on the 2nd of November, by the way, and we're here now on the 15th or 14th for you guys in America. Um, and he's still not back. Oh, it's just something small, just some shoulder soreness. He's been dealing with it a bit. All right, so now he's missed six games and he's going to miss Monday again. Is Haywood's upside high enough to hold through this nonsense? Probably not, to be honest. And and with the absolute uncertainty and horrendous injury reporting that the Hornets give us, 
I don't know whether he's a must-hold. In fact, he probably isn't. Cody Martin, we do know he had a quad issue where he was doubtful for four weeks. And then they said, oh, by the way, knee surgery. Okay. Like, you might as well just told me he cut off his ear, Vincent Van Gogh style, because it made no, no sense to the initial injury that he was doubtful for for four weeks. He's had knee surgery. He's going to be out weeks, months. What that does is it helps Jalen McDaniels. It helps Kelly Oubre. It helps a little bit of Dennis Smith, who's also injured at the moment. Now, I wouldn't hold Dennis Smith in 12-team leagues. With Ball and Rogier back and Smith injured, Smith is just going to be reverting to, just think Chris Dunn. Hey, look at this guy. He's 20 minutes. And he gets two steals. Hey, that, that's really good. And it doesn't do anything else and hurts percentages. So Smith will be more of a streamer for steals on a Sunday when you're looking for that to win a matchup. But no, you can go ahead and drop him in 10s and 12s. And honestly, probably 14-team leagues, I would guess. That would be my, uh, that would be my assumption of, as to how that would work. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. Christopher wore a sweater every day to school, even in the hot Texas summers. Christopher... Well, there's your problem right there. You're wearing a sweater to school in summer. I don't even wear a sweater or as we... Do you know in Australia, we don't call them sweaters. We call them jumpers. Yeah, I don't know why. Anyway, um, he used to wear those sweaters to try and hide his sweat. But now he can wear any shirt that he wants without sweating thanks to Sweatblock. That is a great result for Christopher. Christopher was able to fix his problem with Sweatblock really easy. Sweatblock wipes were invented by a doctor and they're guaranteed to work. Or you don't pay. Wow, what a deal that is. They call it the Sweatblock Dry Shirt Guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock risk-free today. Save 20% with the promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com. It is also available on Amazon. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rocket Money. We all have subscriptions, and most of us don't even know which ones we have. So therefore, we get stuck overpaying for all of those things. So you got to cancel things. And sometimes it's like, hey, do you want to cancel this? Yes. Are you sure you want to cancel it? Yes. Are you really sure you want to cancel it? Yes. We'll offer you 10% discount if you don't cancel it. Okay. Well, if you want to cancel it, actually, we'll need to get in contact with you. Like, what is this hassle? Just let me cancel. It wastes your time and it wastes your money. 80% of people have subscriptions that they forget about. And maybe that's you. Well, Rocket Money is here to help you. The app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you don't, you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Let's go to the Chicago Bulls. Kobe White is still dealing with this quad issue. I think with Kobe White that his minutes might be in real danger because of how well Goran Dragic is playing. White, I expect to miss Wednesday and Friday, so I don't think he plays all week, but Dragic is playing really well, and obviously White is just not a fantasy option anywhere. Lonzo Ball is still out. I don't think he's worth stashing. There's still a chance he literally doesn't play this season. He might return, but I, I, it's really hard for me to suggest him as a uh, must-stash player. Speaking of mustaches, you can see this hairy caterpillar. I'm going to put it back on the screen. You can see it because I haven't promoted it enough. But you can see this little caterpillar growing. If you guys want a chance at a mustache ride or you just want to support men's mental health and suicide prevention and prostate cancer and testicular cancer research and awareness, then you can donate for me growing this mustache at au.movember.com 
or the link is in the description or the link is in the show notes of this and you can donate. We are, my aim is $3,000. We are at like $1,800. we are getting there. And if you can donate to help me um, raise funds and awareness, that's what I'm growing this mustache for. So go and donate there. Bring that back. Should have done that earlier. Anyway, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Don Mitchell is currently dealing with an ankle problem. He's done. He's good. Mitchell got hurt on Friday. He stayed in that game, but then was hurt and then missed Sunday. I guess the expectation is that he does return and play on Wednesday, but yeah, we need to check on that. It doesn't appear to be too serious. We haven't heard anything to suggest that it is. And then Jarrett Allen's also dealing with some ankle soreness. Now, apparently this is a recurring issue for Allen, and he's had this for a while. Um, and it just flared up and he had to rest that game. So maybe we expect a few more rests throughout the season, but it doesn't appear to be anything too serious. Dean Wade has now missed the last two with knee soreness. He was playing sub-20 minutes before that. And with the team healthy, unfortunately, they're just not going to play him enough for that to matter. Ricky Rubio, we're still looking at a January to February return from an ACL injury. There's no point, I don't think, holding or stashing him. And Dylan Windler has yet to play this season. He's probably two to three weeks away from returning with that ankle injury. Speaking of not playing this season, Davis Bertans remains out with this knee effusion issue. Wouldn't expect him this week. Wouldn't expect him to play in general. And that is one of the more or the least fantasy relevant updates that I could give you. In Denver, the big stiffy Bones Highland is dealing with COVID. He has missed the last two games. Prior to that, he was flying 25, 23, 30 minutes a night. There were some other factors involved in that, like blowouts and some weird rotational decisions but he was stepping back up. So if you do want to have him in 12-team leagues, I get it. I think his upside is relatively limited, but he was really, really looking solid there. Ish Smith's dealing with a calf problem. He's not a rotation guy anyway. And then Colin Gillespie is still dealing with that broken leg. He's uh, yeah, probably a few, few weeks away. Not that that is going to matter for most leagues either. This one is a big one though. My name is Richie Cunningham. Kay Cunningham's been bad for a big chunk of this season. And now he is dealing with this uh, injury he has a chance to return on Sunday against the Kings. That's in the middle of their, I think, five-game road trip that they're on. So you know, does he come back for that? Yeah, they got a yeah, five-game road trip. So maybe does he come back Sunday or does he you know, push it into next week? With him out, you're getting Killian Hayes as the stream option. We'll see how long that lasts. Alec Burks might jump into contention as well. I, I don't really think so, but we'll see. Well, Corey Joseph is dealing with a hip soreness. He also, um, you yeah, when... Everyone, Burks and Cunningham are there. Joseph just shouldn't play, but it is Dwayne Casey. But to be fair to Dwayne Casey, Joseph hasn't played anywhere near as much this season as he has in the past. For the Golden State Warriors, Paddy Baldwin is dealing with a back issue. He missed last game. He literally, literally just doesn't play. While Andre Iguodala is still just out living his best life, and he won't return until later in the season. He's getting his conditioning up. He's playing the Udonis Haslam, and he's just not going to play, I would expect, until 2023. And even then, it's going to be really limited. And I'm sure absolutely nobody cares about Andre Iguodala and his fantasy value. The Houston Rockets. Jalen Green appeared on the injury report today, the Filipino legend, with shoulder soreness. I don't know that that means he's going to miss, but he played 38, 40, and 38 minutes in the last three games, which is obviously really enticing. Like That's that's encouraging. And he's I think he's averaging 26 points per game over the last two weeks. Like really, really big stuff from Green to see those minutes push up. We hope the shoulder is nothing serious. But it does appear that the injury for the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, is. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Maybe it's not that serious, but he came back, played three games, and now he's missed six. 
and he's going to miss, I would expect, all the rest of this week. And what that does, it means KJ Martin, Eric Gordon, and Tari preseason get those extra minutes. Of course, it's going to be incredibly squashed when Tate does return. And oh, oh yeah, you do not want Jay Sean Tate in a 10 or a 12 or probably a 14-team league. There just isn't minutes or there isn't upside, and he isn't that good. Bruno Fernando still out probably the rest of this week as well. I heard a troubling report that the Rockets still want to start Bruno Fernando when he returns from injury over Alprang Shingun because... Steven Silas sucks. He's dreadful. He's really, really bad. And I can't wait for him to make that horrendous error and start Fernando over Shangun. Be prepared for it. Don't add Fernando. He had that really good game at the start of the year, but I wouldn't add him. We just don't know when he's coming back. But yeah, just be prepared for foolishness. The Indiana Pacers. Chris Duarte is out for probably a month or so. With his ankle problem, obviously we're not stashing him. He was playing poorly for most of the season. He did have that one big game before he hurt his ankle, but with guys like Nembhard, <laughs> amazingly, and uh, Matherin and Neesmith even playing, then, then Duarte is not going to have value there. Daniel Tice hasn't played this year. He's dealing with a knee injury that's going to keep him out for a couple of months. Don't know why he's still on the roster anyway. While our mate Jimmy Johnson is dealing with a back problem again, not someone that A, should be on the roster, or B, should be playing any meaningful minutes. The Clippers, John Wall is out today. He's resting, but he doesn't have an injury. He's just recovering from his knee and they're preserving him. And Kawhi, there is, I guess, some positive news on Kawhi and his return from ACL, which is definitely not a setback. Absolutely not a setback. He's totally fine, guys. I don't know what you're looking at. Just look over here. He's totally fine. Um, he might be back. My best guess would be um, at the earliest Thursday. I don't think he plays Monday or Tuesday. That is a road trip. He is with the team on the road trip, but I highly doubt he plays. I think probably best guess estimation is Saturday against the Spurs. But yeah, he's going to be really limited. In terms of him playing 30 minutes, well, I would say best case middle of December for that at this stage. And that's if there is no more further setbacks. And it has been, of course, one of the most frustrating situations. If you've got him though, I don't think you're trading him away for a top 70 guy. I just don't think you can. Like someone might offer it, but we know Kawhi's upside is there. You've held through these first five weeks. And I think the return is coming. Now, there could be another setback, and you might be like, well, I should have just done something. And I get that. It is a really tough call to make. But I think if you've just you've lasted through these first five weeks, or four weeks, or whatever it is, I think you hold to find out if we do get an update that he's returning this week, which I do think will come, and then we go from there. I think that's what we have to do. And then maybe you can sell if you get a little bit of positivity from there. For the Lakers, they don't play again until Friday. The expectation is that LeBron, Dennis Schroeder, and the tank Tom Bryant are all going to return to action on Friday. Um, I don't think Bryant's going to play. He might play yeah, 10 minutes, 15 minutes as a backup center. That, that's fine. Him or Damian Jones, they might get those minutes. Schroeder is the interesting one. Could he start over Patrick Beverly? Yeah, I think that's possible. But he is one of those guys that needs the ball and he needs usage. And with Davis, LeBron, Westbrook, Lonnie Walker now as well. Does he get enough shots to matter? Is he efficient enough? Does he take enough threes? Does he get enough steals? Does he get enough assists? Does he ever get enough rebounds? And the answer to all those questions is probably not. But the next time the Lakers are out there, Schroeder is likely going to play. The problem with stashing him is that you have to hold him on your roster for four days of no games for the potential of maybe him being the 110th best player. Maybe he's better than that. I just He doesn't have the most fantasy-friendly game, Schroeder. So even if he is the starter, he's either sharing with Westbrook or he's sharing with LeBron, the ball handling. So he's playing like off-ball sort of a role. 
And that doesn't really portend for good value. So if we hit Wednesday and he's available, sure, take a flyer, see what happens. But holding for four days, burning a roster spot for a guy that maybe isn't that good, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as big on it. But I am notoriously down on Dennis Schroeder as a player and as a fantasy contributor. So just bear that in mind as well. Um, what are we going to do now? Oh, yeah, today's episode. It's brought to you by Price Picks. You've all been missing disc golf updates, and I'm here to give them to you. Price Picks is here to give you daily fantasy a better option of daily fantasy. Instead of constructing a lineup using a salary cap, you just go in with player projections. They put them up there. You go over, under, bang, bang. Luka Doncic, 27.5 points, bang, over. Christian Wood, over, under, 6.5 rebounds, over, bang, done. Spencer Dinwiddie, over, under, 18.5 points, over, bang, done. You get up to five of those, put them into one lineup, you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. It's that easy. You can do this in over 30 states of the US and in Canada, and it's fast. Entries under 60 seconds and payouts are fast and safe as well. It's not just football. It's not just football. Football? What's football? It's not just basketball. It's disc golf, the number one sport in America. And then there is the NFL, those, these smaller peripheral sports. Um, NHL, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, soccer, esports, European basketball, cricket. I wonder if they're doing the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup. I imagine they are. But don't hold me to that. But maybe you can do that on PricePix. So download the PricePix app, go to pricepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Memphis Grizzlies. They had a bunch of guys miss the last game. Um, Jamarant with an ankle issue doesn't appear to be serious. I think that was just like a planned rest there against the Wizards. So he should be back on Tuesday, but no official update. Des Bain dealing with toe soreness. I expect that he plays on Tuesday as well. But the big one's going to be Jaron Jackson Jr., who was upgraded to doubtful on Sunday. And while doubtful doesn't mean that he's playing, because he obviously didn't play, it's pretty good sign. It's a pretty good sign. There had been a lot of things pointing to a November return for Jackson. I think if we don't get him back on Tuesday, then almost definitely I would expect him Friday against the Thunder. So you can drop Santi Aldama really easily. He's been a droppable for a while. Um, go ahead and drop Santi. Um, go ahead and pick up Jaron Jackson because you say that, well, whose who's league has him available, Josh? Sounds like a taco league. Um, all you Chalupa Batmans out there, can go and pick him up if he's available. Like, it's it happens. Your league is not the only one. There are leagues, and I don't, who am I arguing with? No one, but somebody. He's available in some leagues. Go and add Jaron Jackson Jr. I assure you to go and add him. It's going to be a little bit rough at first, but please go and add Jaron Jackson Jr. If for some reason he is floating in your league, because I, I expect Tuesday's a possibility. I'd say 20%. I'd say 80% Friday and 100% that he returns this week is my absolutely uneducated guess. What well, is sort of educated, but it's still a guess. Zaya Williams probably two to three more weeks away from returning. Um, he's not really going to have a huge role on this team, unfortunately. The Miami Heat. Tyler Hero. Still dealing with that um, uh, ankle injury. Three games he's missed. He's currently questionable for Monday, so the return should be coming soon. Of course, when he returns, Max Struess, the Winter Soldier, loses some value. 
Struess has played pretty big minutes um, recently. It, it does help that Victor Oladipo remains out, and it doesn't appear that Oladipo is going to be back anytime soon, which is really troubling with his history. You know, obviously, we don't care about Oladipo in 10 or 12 or 14-team leagues, but he does have an impact on guys like Struess or Martin and Vincent and their playing time. Um, Dwayne Dedman's dealing with plantar fascia issues still in his foot. He's been playing through it, but just... Watch if he misses because Orlando Robinson was signed and he might get some backup minutes because Omer Yurtseven is going to be out for a few months, maybe the entire season with the ankle issue that he has had. So just be aware of that. Some big injury stuff is in Milwaukee. Drew Holiday has missed two games and he's going to miss Monday. So that's three games out with the ankle issue. We hope it's not like the start of last season where he missed about two to three weeks, but we don't have any update on that. Giannis has missed three of the last four games with a knee problem but he is likely to return on Monday. This is an ongoing issue with Giannis. He will miss games with this knee injury this season and every other season of his career. It will continually happen. And you don't expect Giannis to ever play 70 games. This is just what he's wrong with his knees. It's just what happens. So be aware of that. Grayson Allen missed last game with a non-COVID illness. He'll be likely to return, and his value is up, of course, along with Javon Carter with Drew's absence. Marjon Beauchamp is dealing with a calf issue. He's played some big minutes the last two. A lot of that is Giannis absence-related. But the other big news is that Chris Middleton could be returning this week. And in fact, I have been told that his return is likely this week. I don't know what day. I would. He's not out. He's not playing Monday. I don't expect Wednesday. But there is a possibility, or actually, there is a chance for Wednesday for Middleton to return, and then they play again on Friday. No weekend game for the Bucks. So Wednesday, Friday for Middleton, I think is realistic to expect. Now, obviously, much like Jaron Jackson, if he's on your wire for some god no, he he isn't. Jackson is on wires. I know that Middleton's not. But go and add Chris Middleton if he when he returns at Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, they just lose all that appeal that they had. It probably hurts Brook Lopez a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, that value might stay if Drew remains sidelined. I don't expect there'll be massive restrictions on Middleton. It's a wrist. It's not a lower body injury. So he will have some conditioning issues, but I don't think that'll last more than, say, three or four games. It won't be a long ramp up. It won't be continual back-to-back rests. It'll be just a short little situation, and then he will come good after that. Joe Ingle's still dealing with an ACL injury. Pat Connaughton's return could be this week as well. And AJ Green dealing with a nasal fracture. He is a two-way player that it's not going to have an impact on them, really. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Nazareth Reed is questionable with an illness. He's missed the last two. He'd been putting up some pretty good numbers and helping them out a lot. If he returns, it just impacts the minutes of like Torian Prince and some of these other um, bench players, Kyle Anderson a little bit too, but it's not really much of a fantasy impact there. Pelicans are relatively clean injury-wise, which is good news. It's just Kyra Lewis, who looks like he might be two to three weeks away from returning. But with Jose Alvarado, Devontae Graham, CJ McCollum, Dyson Daniels all probably ahead of him, it's a long path for Lewis to get minutes, which is disappointing. I thought he had upside as a prospect, but doesn't look like he's going to get there. The New York Knicks. Mitchell Robinson, the only player on the injury report. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. The original time frame for Robinson should have him coming back this week. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Friday. I don't know that for sure, but then that's going to reduce, obviously, the minutes of um, Obi Toppin. It's going to reduce the minutes of the Lionheart, Jericho Sims. You just made the list! And it's going to impact Isaiah Hartenstein. Not more than what Tom Thibodeau does anyway. Look, Hartenstein's numbers since minutes since uh, Robinson's been out. 38, 21, 15, 33, 23. I expect 30 minutes a night still from Hartenstein while Robinson's out, and then he'll go back to playing 20 minutes a night. And some nights he'll play 27 because Robinson gets into foul trouble. So I am still holding Hartenstein, 
Um, but Robinson, Robinson's return could be coming up pretty soon here. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Just a couple of guys who did get hurt recently. Trey Mann will miss on Monday due to a back issue he suffered on Sunday. He is not a 12 or a 14 or even a 16-team league player, while Darius Baisley is also not a 12 or 14-team league guy, maybe 16. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He'll be out again Monday. So that the roulette wheel of forwards between Poku and Jalen Williams and Kenrich Williams and Robinson Earl and Wiggins and Jeng and Muscala and Eugene Omarui, they can all just bounce around and, and adjust minutes and make it really hard that outside of Poku, I don't think you want any of them in 12-team leagues. The Orlando Magic. Paolo Banquero has missed the last couple with that ankle problem. He is questionable for Monday. If he doesn't play Monday, I would expect Wednesday he'll be back. So I don't think this is a long-term thing. Cole Anthony will probably got another week or two for him. End of November is a likely return. As I said on the waiver wire show yesterday, I don't believe that stashing Anthony without injured reserve is worth it. I think his upside's actually pretty low. Markel Fultz is still probably two to three weeks away from this toe injury, which, Jesus Christ, it's so frustrating. He had an opportunity to be the starting point guard heading into training camp, and now he's just not going to really even play until December. It's really hard to hold him through that as well with other guards establishing themselves. Gary Harris, we have no up, update at all on him, which is not a surprise. This Magic team tells us nothing. Harris will cut into Terrence Ross's minutes, and he's not going to be an option for us. Mo Wagner still, I don't think, has Mo even played this season dealing with that, um, dealing with that foot issue? And then he who shall not be named, um, I mean, sure, like, yet yeah, last week, uh, there was an update straight after I recorded this, that he was playing five on five with coaches, which is the biggest non-update update ever. He said he's closer than ever to a return, which you could say literally ever, every day. You could say that every single day. I'm closer to a return than I was yesterday because I'm one day in the future. I don't know when he is going to play. I don't know if he is going to play. I don't know what role, actually, I do know what role he's going to play, a small one. Because he's not playing more than Polo. He's not playing more than Wendell. He's not playing more than Franz. He's not playing more than Bowl, would be my guess. So maybe he can play 15 minutes, maybe 17 minutes. I remember having a discussion with someone on Twitter said, nah, man, he's a stud. They're going to play him and then teams will trade for him. He's one of the only guys that can stop Giannis in the league. Like, that might have been true four years ago. But the bloke hasn't played. Like, I just don't think that there is upside in holding him personally. I just, I don't see it. This is too long a recovery for a guy to come back with many players ahead of him who are established, like where is the 25-minute role? I I have to, I'd squint really hard and I still can't see it. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Jim Harden still dealing with that foot issue, probably a couple of weeks away there, maybe end of November for him to return. Of course, Tyrese Maxey is getting the boost and De'Anthony Melton's getting the boost. It's not really working out for either of them, to be honest. Maxi's gone backwards, and Melton played off the bench behind Thibault last game. So Thibault can become a steel streamer if they continue to play him. Um, he's played 30 and 27 minutes the last two games, Matisse. And of course, before that, he played 8, 11, 13, and 16. So fair to say that his minutes are a little bit up and down. But of course, when Harden comes back, then it's going to that's gonna kill him. And you're not going to be shocked to know that this Doc Rivers is not a good coach. And he runs some bad rotations. Korkmaz dealing with a knee problem, but he, he just doesn't play most nights. Anyway... The Phoenix Suns, no update on Chris Paul yet, apart from that he is officially questionable for Monday. If he plays, you drop campaign. If he's out, you roll campaign. That's uh, a simple, simple equation. Landry Shamet is out with concussion symptoms, while Cam Johnson had that meniscus repair, or meniscus trim, sorry, which means he can be back maybe around Christmas. 
I'd say that's best case around Christmas for Cam. I don't think he's worth holding without injured slots. Uh, Ish Wainwright's missed a few games for personal reasons. He's missed a lot of games, in fact. He is likely to return and also likely not to be a part of the rotation. While Jay Crowder's just chilling at home. He's been too cool. He's uh, still not back. He's still not getting dealt. He's still an afterthought. And yeah, good for him, I guess. The Portland Trailblazers. Yusuf Nurkic is dealing with a hip issue. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Three straight for Nurk that he's missed. They play Tuesday against the Spurs. I would hope that he's back for that one, but we don't know that. Justice Winslow dealing with an ankle sprain. He missed the last game on Saturday. I think that the expectation that he returns there as well. Well, Gaz Payton, the, the doctor, it looks like he could be close to returning. His core muscle, core muscle has healed, and he's been doing conditioning work for the last week. So if not Tuesday for Gary Payton, I think Thursday or Saturday is realistic. Now, do I add him in 12-10 leagues? No. He's like the value of Alex Caruso. Steel streamer? Sure. Must roster player in 20 minutes coming off the bench? No, absolutely not. Does he even get 20 minutes? Is he the fourth guard behind Shaden Sharp? Like, where does he fit? I don't think there's enough minutes or upside to go scoop him up in 12 team leagues. Keon Johnson dealing with a hip issue, and Olivier Saar is still out with that wrist problem. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Saar's going to be out for a couple of months still, I would say. The Kings, no injuries. Good news for them. The Spurs, they do have injuries. Romeo Langford is dealing with COVID. Zach Collins is dealing with a leg fracture, and we know what that means. That has opened up the minutes for Goldfinger Charlie Bassey, who is an elite ad for this week with five games on. If you haven't done it yet, go do it now. Blake Wesley still probably two, two months away, at least with the MCL injury, while Malachi Branham dealing with an ankle problem. Um, Branham is you know, out, was out of the rotation anyway. It's just Richardson, McDermott, and Sohan getting those minutes. And then yeah, with more bigs like Bates Diop getting some playing time at times. But with, with Langford out, it would have been good to have Branham available. Maybe Jordan Hall has to get some playing time now. For the Toronto Raptors, the injury report, is it related to the fact that Nick Nurse plays them insane minutes? I can't say that. I also can't rule it out. But the fact that they've got all these key contributors... Three starters all out, plus Precious Achua, who was their sixth man early this season. It's concerning. Now, Van Vliet, I can't attribute that. He's out with an illness. He also missed three games like a week ago with a back problem. Siakam is out, at least for this week, with that groin problem. Um, Van Vliet missed Saturday. He will miss Monday with the illness. And now Gary Trent, who's been bad and been benched the last two games, he is dealing with a hip problem. And he will play not play on Monday. Well, Achua is out for at least three to four weeks, I'm guessing. With this ankle sprain, of course, with Trent and Van Vliet out, their starting backcourt is cooked. And I know everyone praises Masai Ujiri continually, and I think he's a really good GM. He's one of the best. Sorry, he's not actually their GM. He's actually their president. Okay, uh, he's a really good president of basketball operations who makes the decisions. But the fact that there is no capable guards on this team outside of those two is a problem. It's part of the reason Nurse runs his rotations the way he does. And... While we love Masai and what he does and the way he's done things, the Raptors aren't a dominating team. They're not killing it. And I think that this lack of balance in the roster, I think it's actually a problem. And just because you're a great president of basketball operations doesn't mean you can't be criticized for certain things. Saying all that, Scotty Barnes will start at you know, point guard or whatever he was, but someone else is going to have to start. Does that mean Malachi Flynn and Delano Banton are going to have to get extra minutes? They probably are, yeah. And they could be streamers on Monday. 
Ken Birch still dealing with that knee problem as well. But I don't expect Trent's hip issue to last too long. And Van Vliet, look, they both should be back Wednesday. So it might be just a one-game thing that you get value there. The Utah Jazz are sitting pretty with their record. They have lost a couple in a row, but they're still going well. And they have no injuries. And then lastly, we've got the Washington Wizards. Brad Beal dealing with COVID. He should return Wednesday. It's just a conditioning thing now. So he'll be ready Wednesday. What they do with Monte Morris and Jordan Goodwin will be really intriguing, won't it? Dillon Wright's still probably four to five weeks away with his hamstring problem. And Taj Gibson's missed the last three with a neck problem. He's not a rotation player anyway. And that will do it for a big, 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 big injury update. Follow me. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah.